I will be reading Ephesians 4, chapter 4, um, oh, chapter 5, um, 1 through 14. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for sweet-smelling aroma. But fortification in all uncleanliness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you, as it is fitting for saints." Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no fornicator, unclean person, or, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. Walk in light, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful to even speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things are exposed or made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Amen. morning church can y'all hear me can you hear me now like that over Verizon commercial can you hear me now can you hear me now can you hear me now testing testing it's not on can you hear me now can you hear me now can you hear can you hear me you You can hear me now (laughs) amen are y'all ready for the word of the Lord today where's my young people Oh, we're some of our young at heart. We're all going to get fed today. And today we are going to be talking about identity. Everybody say identity. Identity. Uh, Right before we go into the word of the Lord this morning, uh, I have a video that will kind of uh, set the tone for my sermon. And so I want you to take a look at the screen and I'll be right back. I am. I am. I am nothing. I am no one. I am no one. Untouchable, unwise. Unchangeable, unlovable. Addicted, condemned. In my eyes, I'm nothing. But in his eyes, I am everything. I am loved. I am accepted. I am not alone. I am not alone. I am free. I'm free. I am I'm nothing to this world, but I'm everything to Jesus. I am loved. I am chosen. I am wanted. I'm redeemed. I'm healed. I'm restored. I am enough. I'm baptized in his blood. I'm renewed. I'm sanctified. I'm adopted. I am a part of his family. I am his son. Yo soy su hijo. I am his daughter. I'm holy. 
I'm awesome in his way. I'm saved. He saved me. I'm forgiven. Forgiven of all I've ever done. Of all I've ever done. I have strength because of him. I have peace in this life. And the hope of one to come. I have his spirit. And because of him, I live. I am saved. I'm saved. He saved me. I'm the son of a living God. I'm changing. Because I am not who I was. I'm not who I was. I'm nothing to a world, but I'm everything to my Savior. I am. I am. Who are you? Amen. Y'all think I can do that? No. Stand to your feet. Let's pray, please. It don't quite work that way anymore, but y'all would be surprised. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. We praise you. We extol you in this place. God, we thank you for the power of your word. God, we thank you for giving us a new identity. God, you made us and you created us from the foundations of the earth to bring much glory unto thee. And so, God, I pray this morning, God, that as we hear this morning, that you would give us a fresh baptism, a fresh understanding, a fresh wind of your power and your grace. God, transform us, Lord, even more. We want to go to another level in you. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the Lord's presence. I am tasked with an awesome responsibility today. I'm going to be primarily, I'm going to be targeting uh, our young people uh, in the audience. Uh, but just so that I make sure that I don't lose anybody else, I will be talking to the adults as well. Amen? Uh, so I want you to understand that this is a word that is applicable to every single one of us. How many know parents, in order for our children to be what they need to be, you all know that we need to be what we need to be as adults. And so I want to talk this morning about the subject of identity. And this is really, really important, I believe, because we're living in a time where it's becoming increasingly more difficult to try to live a life that is pleasing to God. And I would hasten, hasten to say that I do not uh, resent our young people today in this sense because their challenges are much more difficult than it was when I was a youngster. And people are becoming much more antagonistic toward the, go the gospel. People are becoming much more difficult. The pressure is mounting, which means that it is even more important that we as the people of God, in particular young people, understand who we are. Because if we do not understand who we are, we will not have an effect. And in fact, we will find ourselves on the outside looking in. And so I've been living this life for a little while, and, and I've come to realize that many of our young people uh, in church, when I'm talking, when I say young people, I'm, also, I'm talking about people that know better. I'm talking about uh, Christian kids and those of us who go to church who know the Lord. We're in an identity crisis. When I see young people, for an example, who's supposed to know the Lord and they wear their pants down so you can almost see their behind, I say that's an identity crisis. 
When we have uh, young people today that listen to music that degrade women and that is vulgar and ungodly, I say we have an identity crisis. When I see our young people today that is indulging in immorality, uh, alcohol, and drugs, I see that there is an identity crisis amongst our youth. So the question then becomes, how do we address these behaviors? How do us, the young people in this room, how do you live in an environment where everything around you is totally opposite than what you hear here or what you see within the confines of your home? How do you navigate through all of, of those difficulties, those obstacles that are not going to go away? They're not going to go away. And so I've known parents, and to some extent I've done the same thing in my life, and some of us who are parents who are somewhat intimidated, how many know the world can be very intimidating? The world can be very upfront and in your face about what they believe, don't they? And sometimes as parents, what we have done is we have decided that the best way to keep our kids walking with God is to separate them. And we're really good, too, at using scriptures to promote that idea. That we want to keep our kids. The idea is, you know, uh, you know just, just I won't put them in public school. Not knocking Christian school. Not knocking them. I'm not talking about those moments when we have to make decisions about whether our kids need to go certain places with certain people. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a mindset, if you will, that, that, that speaks to, I need to separate from those people of the world. Amen. Now, the problem is, and here's what, y'all still with me, say amen. amen. Because, because I want to address this issue of peer pressure. This is one of the things I want to address in this message because I think that peer pressure is very powerful. We're not going to deny that. But, but here's the problem I have with separation. When I read my Bible, everything that I see in the Word of God suggests that we need to engage. Parents, we do our kids no good favor if we don't teach them how to navigate through the difficulties of life, separate, keeping them away from everything, and everybody will not really help them. Because how many know that at some point they grow up? And how many of you say that when we've been trying to keep them separate, they still come home with stuff that you didn't teach them? They still do all of that. You know why? You know why? Because they have problems understanding who they are. See, I like to look at peer pressure as this. See, for me, it's a matter of the, we need to be better at making sure that we communicate, number one, who you are as a young person, who am I as a Christian, as the video just said, and then young people, you need to embrace. Everybody say embrace. embrace. You need to embrace your identity. You need to embrace it. So my, my question is, so why do we have to let the world bully us and try to persuade us to live in a way that we know is contrary toward the word of God? Why don't we turn that thing around and make them live like us? Amen. Are you following me? See, that's peer pressure in reverse. But see, in order to do that, you have to have, you have, to have confidence in who you are. You have to believe, you have to know, how many know, young people, are you listening to me, young people, say amen. amen. 
Young people, say amen. Boy, there's a little shadow back there. You know, you, you, listen to me. Going to church every Sunday don't make you a Christian. I'm just saying. You living in a Christian home does not make you a Christian. You walking through those doors on Sunday and, and, and clapping your hands and singing praises does not necessarily mean that you're a Christian. Christian has to do with a lifestyle that is rooted and grounded and is secure in who I am as a man and woman of God. And that life is manifested wherever I go. So when I think of peer pressure, I say, why don't we flip that thing around? So the answer is not separation. The answer is impartation. Look with me, if you will. I'm going to look at a couple of verses. You still with me? Say amen. amen. First Corinthians chapter 5, verses 9 through 11. For those who have your Bibles, and I want all our young people, make sure you turn. I want you to read the Bible with me. Amen. amen. Parents, make sure that your kids are following along. Amen. So they can get into the word, know the word. Look at verse number line, number 9. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 5. And this will further my point. He says, Paul has, says here, he's talking to the Corinthian church. He says, I wrote to you in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people. Yet I did not certainly, yet I certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world or with the covetous, or extortioners, or idolaters, since then you will need to go out of the world. Now, I want you to understand that verse. Paul was very, very careful to say that the answer is not. He, understand, when he wrote this, he said he was talking about this issue of immorality. He was writing to the church. He said, now, if anybody who calls himself a brother, a sister, or Let's put it bluntly, a Christian, if they are walking in open season, well, I like to say open season, I like to call it open sin. He says, no, don't even meet with them. But, but he was careful to say, though, the folks that are unrighteous, immoral, idolaters, extort, he said, I, don't, I want you to engage them. I want you to talk to them. He said, because if you don't do it, then you need to get what? Out of the world. How many know we're here to make a difference? Young people, you are there in your school. You better believe it. You are there to make a difference. Jesus, how many know Jesus sat, he ate with sinners? Amen. Now, understand something, because that is a very, and that verse just, I won't have time to turn there, but in Mark chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, you can read it in your spare time. So Jesus, he sits down, he eats with sinners, and there are some religious folks that got a problem with Jesus eating with sinners. But let me tell you something, young people. Jesus was not intimidated. Do you listen to me? He wasn't afraid that the people were going to change him. He wasn't afraid that somehow if he got around sinful people, that the sinful people would make me live like them. Jesus wasn't afraid of that, was he not? Jesus was very secure. Jesus said, I come to call the righteous. And so what he did was he sat and he ate with them knowing that 
he would be the influence. And in order for him to understand that, in order for you to do that as a Christian, you have to have that level of confidence, young people, that when you sit with your peers, when you're at the lunch table, you got to have enough confidence and enough belief in your God that, that you're not going to let them change you. You're going to change them. How do you change them? We're going to talk about that here in a moment. You have to know who you are. So this issue of embracing our identity, embracing Christianity, I'd imagine to say, because I used to be a school resource officer, and so I used to work in the public school system, so I have great experience in working with young people. <clears throat> and so I know uh, the environment. I know how it can be. And it's almost like that around you, as a young person, you're, you're, you're sort of, uh, it's sort of um, suggested that, that you don't talk about your faith. How many young people know what I'm talking about? That, that you really, I mean, you know, nobody come right out and just tell you, don't mention Jesus. But they, because they really can't tell you not to talk about Jesus. But they want to intimidate you and make you not talk about Jesus. See, here's the thing. Here's what I'm trying to say. You got to come to a place where you are comfortable enough to embrace who I am. Some of us are afraid to go in, into public places. Some of us are afraid to go inside of our schools. Some of us are afraid to go in there and say, I'm a Christian. Some of us adults, we struggle with the same thing. We find ourselves in certain environments, and you know, I'm not supposed to talk about my faith. And some of us are intimidated. But I, isn't it amazing that you ever notice that somebody that's a sinner, that they, get, they never got no problem telling you that they're going to do some sinful stuff? You ever notice that people that are sinful, they have no problem sinning right in front of you and cussing in your presence? You ever notice that? You ever notice how that they are not shy at all about what they believe? Here's my question. Why should you be? Amen. Why should you be intimidated? Why, listen, why should you be intimidated as a young person? I don't care. Listen, even though you're young, why should you be intimidated? Why can't you go in there and be the man and the woman or the boy and the girl that God called you to be? You can be that. So you got to embrace. You can't be at a place where you're still trying to figure out if I want to tell people whether or not I'm a Christian. Look at your neighbor and say, be bold. Look at them, young people. Look at them and say, be bold. Be confident in who you are. The call to be different. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2 says this. I beg you. Everybody say beg. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Watch this. Stay with me. Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, that's nothing even special. That's bottom line stuff. Watch this, though. He says, do and do not be conformed to this world. Watch this. But be transformed. He says, so don't be conformed into this world, but be transformed. Don't be conformed. In other words, young people, just, listen, just because you see everybody else being disobedient to the teacher don't mean you need to be that too. Come on. 
Young people, just because your friends want to start some fight and bully some people don't mean that you need to bully people too. See, young people, listen to me, just because all the other young kids want to sneak around and they want to, somebody did it earlier, they want to play hooky from school. How many know you don't play hooky? See, just because everybody else is cheating to get a good grade, you don't cheat. Because you're not going to conform to what everybody else is doing. Well, that everybody else is doing it, how many know that you're not everybody else? Do you, do you hear me what I'm saying? You are special. You are valuable. You are exceptionally wonderful. You are at a high price. In fact, you can't be priced. Don't sell yourself for cheap. I mean, young people, every time you cheat, you sell yourself, you conform. Every time you go and you do what you know you should not be doing, you're selling yourself for cheap. How I many know we, we need to be different? How I many know, if, if, listen, if they come to you, they say, hey, some of your teenagers, hey, you want to get, I, I know how it is in school. When I, I was in middle school and they were smoking weed. I know what I'm talking about because I used to lock some of them up. When I say middle school, I'm talking 12 years old. So some of you parents might be shocked, like, oh, oh, I had no idea. And they are having sex at age 11 and 12. Because when I was in school, they were getting pregnant. So I know what they're confronted with. But listen, listen, just because they come to you and they say, hey, let's go get drunk, you say, no, I don't do that because I'm different. I don't care how cute Casanova is, if he's going to make you want to make you do something that you know ain't right, you need to tell Mr. Casanova he need to go on with his bad self. Amen. I don't care, men, I don't care how pretty she is. You know that, listen to me, young people, this is where you need to embrace your identity. The only time sex is permitted for you is when you get married. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. Boy, I like that. Because everybody around you and the conversation, oh, I know the Facebook stuff. I know the chit-chat around the room. And I know we think sometimes parents don't know what's happening. Kids, let, let me just put you at ease. We already know what you're doing. We know what's happening. We are, that's why we're praying for you. That's why we're dragging you here every Sunday. Every, <laughs> every Sunday. Because we know you need the Holy Ghost. We know. So you're not getting away with anything. But see, you got to come to a place where you say, you know what? This is who I am. I'm different. He says, be transformed. Transform me. Watch this. First of all, you can't transform nobody until you get transformed. Parents, until you get transformed, more than likely your kids won't get transformed. Oh, now, now I got somebody upset. See, how many of you know that, that sometimes the only God that people see is mama and daddy? And the way the mommy and daddy is have an effect on how those kids view the God that you say you worship. So how many know that if we're going to transform anything, we got to be transformed? 
And so when they come and they try to tempt you to do something that you know is not right, you would have the boldness and say, I'm not doing that because I know better. I am a child of the living God. And how many know it's a privilege to be in the kingdom? You know, it's a privilege to be called the son and a daughter of God. It's a privilege. It's a great honor, and we need to treat it as such. 1 Peter 2.9, watch this. You, you don't have to turn there. You can just, I think they may have it. Oh, hallelujah. But actually, young people, I want you turning today. Turn, turn. Some of you got, my son, I had to take his phone because I couldn't trust that he would just look at the Bible on his phone, so I had to take it. So, so he got the manual, so he got to search. He's back there struggling. Pray for him, brother. Help him out. <laughs> First Peter, Peter chapter 9. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen. Everybody say chosen. chosen. Young, young people in a daughter like you need to know that you're chosen. I know you didn't make the basketball team. I know you didn't make the track team. I know that some of your friends, they don't like you. Some of your friends pick at you because of the way you look. Some of, you pick, you know, some of your friends pick at you because of the way you dress. Some of your kids pick at your, your facial features and all of that. I know all that, but you need to recognize that, 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 that who is most important to is God, and God said he chose you. So next, somebody, next time somebody want to say something crazy to you, you just look at them and say, I'm chosen. You have no idea what you're talking about. He said, you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Everybody say royal. Young people and adult alike, you need to hear this. Do you not know that you have royalty flowing in your veins? Uh, I, I need to bring an analogy. Help me, Lord. You see, y'all ever seen Prince Kate and Prince Harry, the, the British queen? Yeah. You ever notice that uh, when they walk out, that who is the star of attraction when they come out of the door? Who's, who, who's, who's seeking who? Are they seeking the people or are the people seeking them? And when royalty steps out, when they come out, they're not, listen, they're not insecure when they step out. You know, you know the prince, when, when, prince, when Princess Kate, she stepped out, she walk out like, I own this thing. No, am I right about it? Princess, they walk around like they own the earth. Don't you, not, don't you, not, don't you realize that the Bible says that the meek will inherit the earth? And you need to understand that you are royalty. And so watch this. And so when you walk in your environments, you need to, listen, you need to walk in such a way that your environment changes and they take note of you. See, 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 you need to walk, and, and sometimes people will mistake it for being, you're being arrogant. But how many know sometimes when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're blessed, uh, it may look arrogant, but it is what it is. Because royalty cannot be denied. See, when, when you understand that you're royal, you have royalty, a, a blood that is flowing through your veins, that you have, an inter- you have an inheritance that will never, ever fade away, you understand that I'm valuable. And young ladies, certain people won't even walk up and, 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 and approach you. Let me tell you something. Certain people ain't going to approach Princess Kate. They know better. People ought to know better to come to you with some crazy stuff. Am I right about it? Amen. Ladies, those young boys who think, listen, first of all, they ain't got a job, number one, okay? They're living with their mama and their daddy. 
okay, so, and they have no clue what they're talking about. That's the first thing. That's a whole nother, I ain't even get into that. But when they come in talking, you need to let them know. You need to send them a very strong message. I'm royalty. And, and I don't play with stuff way down. How many know that every time that you violate and you, you go against the principle of the scripture, you're low living? You're scraping the bottom. But when you live according to the principles of the word of God, here's what you're doing. You're walking with royalty. Well, well, look, well look at well, 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 what's wrong with What's wrong with Brianna? She act like she all arrogant. No, I ain't arrogant, baby. I'm just, I'm a royalty. I, I just demand certain respect. Uh, when, see, when I walk in a room, I, I, I'm just letting you know. I walk in, it don't matter where I go. When I walk in a room, I'm the star of their trip. I'm, I am the man up in here. I'm not going to let you change me. I'll change you first. Because yeah. I'm royalty, and I don't mess around with stuff that is cheap. How many know sin is cheap? And what, then what the world is trying to sell you is cheap. Don't buy it. Because you're too precious. Look at your neighbor and say you're precious. He says, you're a royal priesthood. You are a special people. Look at his neighbor and say, I'm special. Do you believe that you're special? Somebody said special ed. That ain't right. Y'all need to act right now. Students in class, chill out. Now, you know, we're special. We're unique. You, you, need, you need to, you see, this is, this, is, this is understanding your identity. You need to understand that you're unique and that you're awesome and that you are, it's cool to be saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. How I many you know, hey, brother, is your, is your pastor cool? Almonte, I'm talking to you. Is your pastor cool, isn't he? That's right. It's cool to be saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm cool. And I can, I can drive my car, and I can limp to the side and be cool, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's cool to be saved. It's cool to be a child of the Most High God. It's cool to walk with Jesus. Don't let the world be trying to tell you that it's not, that it's cooler to be drunk, that it's cooler to be locked up and, come on somebody, ain't no cool in that. It ain't cool to have no sexual disease. It ain't cool to be getting pregnant when you're not even married, when you're still in life. It ain't cool. See, it's cool to be like me and First Lady. We married, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Four kids, we love God, we love each other. Amen. And life is good. Indeed. And everything is good. Amen. And the church says, I'm gonna leave it right there. Okay, so y'all get that. So we're special. You're the light of the world. Look at neighbor, so I'm the light of the world. You know what the light of the world means, young people? Listen to me. You cannot walk in the school. Listen to me. You cannot walk in the school and try to be quiet when you know that people are blaspheming your God. When you know that you, you come to church every Sunday, you go to that children's, uh, children's church, and you come in here, you get the word of God. You know, a light is meant to be put on a stand and shine. A light is not meant to be put on the basket. How many know that there's no such thing of a secret service Christian? Yes. 
We don't have any. And nowhere in the Bible where I read where it says that you could be a secret Christian. He said, you're the light of the world. That means blast. Everybody need to know, man, when I walk in the room, brother, I'm a child of the king. And how do they know? Because they start talking crazy. You start putting them on notice. Nope, 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 nope. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing, nope, nope. Well, why don't you come on go with me over here? Nope, nope, nope. I ain't going there. Well, why not? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a child of the king. You need to be confident in that. You're the light of the world. You are. You are the light of the world. And if that light is dark, how can we make a change? How can we make a change? So who are you? We're going to do this real quick. Who are you? Ephesians 1. I don't think I have time to read the verse, but Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 through 13. So I want y'all to write that down. Ephesians chapter 1. I guess you can put it up on the screen if you have it, because I'm just, gonna, I'm just going to extrapolate some of the uh, uh, characteristics of who you are. Because here's the thing. And, and adults, I want you to do this. Not only with our kids, but you can do it with one another. Ask, ask the person, ask someone, who are you? And then listen to what they tell you. Parents, you go home and ask your kids, who are you? Who are you really? Who are you? Well, we'll give you some insight into who you are today. Number one, we said this earlier, you are chosen. Everybody say chosen. So I don't care if you don't like me, God likes me. I'm good with that. Amen. Number two, you are holy. Everybody say holy. holy. Holy means to be sanctified. Holy means to be separate. How many know that we need to embrace holiness. You're holy. That means you've been called out. You are unique. How many, how many know that when you're unique, you're going to stand out? See, we need, not, we need not be afraid of being unique. When you are unique, you are anointed. You stand out when you're walking with God. So embrace that. It says in verse number five in Ephesians chapter one, it says, you have been adopted. Everybody say adopted. Well, I came from a bad family background. You know what? I came from a bad family background, too. My situation wasn't what I would have wanted it to be, but you know, God adopted me. He adopted me and my family and his family. You know what he said? He says, I'm his. You need to look at your neighbor. You need to say, I'm adopted, I'm adopted. into God's family. You were predestined. Oh, I like that verse 5. Oh, I can spend a whole sermon talking. I won't. Ooh, boy, I'm tempted, though. You are predestined. That means God predetermined you to be great. <laughs> you were predestined, predetermined before God ever created the world. You were predestined to be great. You were predestined to be awesome. You were predestined to be successful in God's eyes. That's who you are. Number six, you're redeemed. Everybody say redeemed. That means God snatched you from the jaws of hell. How I many of you know, young people, you don't need to be afraid of the devil. And you, don't need, you know, when I was young, they used to say the boogeyman, you know, I used to be afraid of the boogeyman. How I many know, you don't need to worry about no boogeyman. Because Jesus redeemed you. He set you free, and he defeated death, hell, and the grave. So listen, you don't have to worry about having nightmares at night. You can go to sleep in Jesus. Young people, if you have nightmares at night, just tell your mom and dad, buy your set of earphones, and listen to some worship music and sleep in peace. 
And watch the devil run away from you. He can't stand it when you just start worshiping God. See, I've been redeemed. That means that I've been brought back. I've been snatched from eternal destruction. In order to understand that, you must realize that before you came to Christ, that you were on your way for eternal wrath and destruction, never ever to be uh, redeemed from it until Jesus came. You've been redeemed. The seven, in, in verse seven says, you are forgiven. Everybody say forgiven. forgiven. Aren't you glad that God forgave you of every one of your sins? Young people, let me give you let me give you a, let me give you some uh, let me give you a, a, a suggestion. When you do something wrong, instead of lying to your parents, just look and say, "I did it." And you know what you do? Say, "Mom and Dad, forgive me." I mean, no parent, parents will testify to this. Kids, if you're honest, we'll give you a little grace. We still might do the do, but we'll give you a little grace. We'll give you a little grace. <laughs> you know, my kids have been spared some beatdowns. Because they said, Daddy, I'm sorry. All I want to know is if you're sorry. Just repent. You've been forgiven. I know God has forgiven us. And when we do wrong, all we need to do is say, God, I, I did it. Now, you need to have a mindset. I ain't going to do it no more. But you need to know you have been forgiven. Don't let nobody tell you about all the stuff you did in the past. The past is the past. I've been forgiven. And so if he forgave me, who are you to try to keep me in jail? I'm free, let me be. And I didn't even prepare that one. That just, I'm free, let me be. That, that, that was good. <laughs> you are sealed. Everybody say sealed. sealed. That means that God, God's love for you is unconditional. He sealed you. All the way, listen, you have been sealed. If you're a child of God, God sealed you up. And watch this. He sealed you up. He secured you. And you don't have to worry about, oh, God, if I do wrong today, oh, God, if I'm bad today, God, you're not going to love me. How many know he's going to love you even more? Amen. God's love is unconditional. How many of you have blown it? Amen. Oh, I, I put my hand up. I put two of them up and I jumped. God's love is unconditional. So you, we're sealed. That means I don't have to worry about, oh, I'm saved today, and because I did bad today, uh, uh, you know, I'm not saved. Oh, I'm saved, I'm not saved, I had a bad day. You need to know that you're forgiven. God has wiped your slate clean, and when you blow it, say, Lord, I'm sorry, get up and walk like a king, and walk like the queen that you are, because you are royalty. You have an inheritance. Be who you are. Walk with your daddy. Walk with your God. And finally, Ephesians chapter 5. Great, this is our foundational text. Ephesians chapter 5. Run on over there real quick. Run over there real quick. Ephesians chapter 5. Look at this. I like this. Are y'all there? Say amen. Young people say amen. I should have put the young people like up in the front so I can put them on notice. Oh, my kid. Young people, are you in Ephesians chapter 5? Amen. I want to I hear all the young ones back there. Say amen nice and loud. No, no, nice and loud. Okay, whoever said the loudest get a treat. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> back him up, back him up. <laughs> 
candy for everybody. Candy for everybody. <laughs> see, see, God will reward you when you get excited about him. Amen? Amen. No more candy because now i got to settle them down. Hold up. Don't eat the sugar till the service ends. i got to keep you seated for a few more minutes. Jesus. Therefore, everybody say therefore. therefore. Be imitators of God as dear children. Watch this. Be imitators of God. Young people, don't be an imitator of Justin Bieber. Ooh. Look, you're not to be an imitator of Snooky. Who is Snooky, by the way? I just heard it. I just don't see. You know, you, you heard the commercial, oh, I want to be like Mike. You don't want to be like Mike. Mike got a lot of problems. You need to be an imitator of Jesus. The scripture says imitate God. You want to imitate somebody? Imitate God. Be like your daddy. Watch this. He says, and walk in love. Look at Nathan. walk in love. Young people, watch this. Don't go to school and you don't bully nobody. Do you hear me? Bullying is a sin. Bullying has to do with you degrading somebody else, talking about them, using words that hurt. You don't do that. When you, young people, when you see people do that, you walk away from it. Some of you older folks need to do that too at, at, your, at your places of work. We hear people talking about people in bad ways and using words that are not, get away from it. It's not of God. He said, walk in love. So meaning that if I walk in love, I'm going to say things that encourage you. I'm not going to say things that are going to be hurtful. As Christ has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But watch this. Y'all look at verse number three. Young people, are you there? I want you to lay your eyes on that. But fornication and all uncleanliness, which is impurity, or covetousness, let it not be named among you as fitting for the saints. Now let me just say one thing with, with this for, for just one moment. Because I know that nowadays you hear people say, for an example, you know, you know, and, 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 you know and men, I've seen Christian men struggle with this. Because I grew up in a macho environment, right? You know, I grew up in an environment, I, I hate to say this, that promoted being immoral. Some of the guys know what I'm talking about. But listen, listen to me. You are a son and a daughter of God. And parents, if you do not take your feet and put it down and do not stay true to the scripture and you teach your kids no sex until marriage. Say that with me. No sex until marriage. Say it again. No sex until marriage. Well, pastor, you don't understand. That's ridiculous. Everybody's doing it. No sex before marriage. The Bible makes that clear. How do you know it's blessed? You're blessed when you follow God. Amen. That's why I tell my kids, you only what we got a boyfriend and girlfriend for. What are they gonna do with you? What what what? You mine? You ain't mine. Mine, you ain't mine. I wasn't her, she wasn't mine until I slipped a ring on her finger. I had a job and I could support her. She was mine. Now she is mine. Don't mess with us. He's mine. All the men said amen. <laughs> She's mine. You see, and so you have to walk in the environment and say, you know what? I'm going to be sexually pure. I'm not. And listen, if there's conversation about doing stuff, look, you just be one of those persons say, understand, I'm royalty, I'm holy, and I don't go there. And listen to me. 
And if you got to lose a couple of friends for it, it's okay. Come to me, I'll find you some more friends, I promise. And the right parents. We'll find our kids some more friends. But we must raise the standard. God's word never changes. He says fornication should not even be named among you. He said when people think of Christians, no, they need to know right up front, I don't even go there, I don't even joke about it because I'm holy. Look at your neighbor and say you're holy. Stay pure. Stay pure. Stay pure because you know that you're accountable to God. But fornication and all uncleanliness, which is impurity, and covetousness, which is greediness, let it not be named among you as is fitting for the saints. Neither filthiness, which is rude or offensive remarks, nor foolish talking or coarse jesting, which is obscene jokes. How many know godly people? We need to change the thing. Listen, we do not need to be laughing at jokes that are obscene. Oh, oh I'm just saying. Why? Because you're different. Uh, we don't want to affirm anything that will undermine the integrity of what God called us to be. See, the only way that you're going to change, that people are going to respect you, the only way people are going to respect you as a Christian is that you don't tolerate certain things. And you're going to say your stuff, you're going to say it, but you're going to, don't talk around me like that. I mean, I, you know, you've heard me say this. One guy said, whatever stay in Canada, we went to Canada on a, on a uh, I had a, a trip to Canada. Uh, some years ago, and uh, I was there for a whole week, and they all had, the, all the guys, they had a little plot. They said, okay, here's the deal. Now, these are all married people. One, but one person, not married. They said, here's the deal. Whatever happened in Canada stays in Canada. I said, well, if it happened in front of me, it ain't staying with me. So if you're going to do your dirt, you need to understand, don't let me find out, because they come and ask me, I'll snitch. I'll snitch. Put the, put the recorder on. I tell, yeah, they did it. I'll snitch. Why? See, kids, sometimes, it, listen to me, listen to me. I'm going to say this carefully. I know it's cool because you don't want to snitch, right? Because the worst thing that for a child that ever has to experience is don't snitch because that ain't cool. Listen to me. If somebody come and ask you a question and you didn't ask for it, you be honest. You walk in integrity. God will vindicate the righteous. God will be your defense. So I'll snitch with pride. What's the worst thing you can do to me? What you gonna do to me? I ain't worried about you. I told him, I said, so don't, don't, don't do that stuff around me. And so what that means is when they come around me, they know right off of royalty just walked in. They don't call it that, but that's what they, that's what it is whether they realize it or not, and he don't play that. How many know that people need to know when they come around you certain things, you don't have certain conversations? Amen. Certain conversations we don't have Amen. because holiness has stepped into the room. Amen. Righteousness has stepped in. Young people, you can be that. How about that for peer pressure? So the Bible says, watch this. He says, for this you know, look at verse number five, we're closing. But this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, or covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you. Listen to this, young people. With empty words. In other words, don't let people lie to you. 
For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Here's young people. You say, well, pastor, why do I need to follow the Lord? Here's why you need to do it. Because the wrath of God is coming. And you know better. Amen? You know that you're hopeless. You know that God has called you to a higher, everybody say higher, a higher standard. So because I know that I'm going to be accountable to God, you know what? I'm going to walk with him. I'm going to have all the young people. Come on up here. Everybody who's 18 and under, come on up here. In Jesus' name. Adults, you can stand to your feet and we're going to pray. Come on up. Oh, uh, uh, April, you better not come up here. <laughs> I said. <laughs> Amen. 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 Hey, look at here. Now, now. I want y'all to understand something this morning. I want you to remember this day, that this was a day that God did something in your hearts to remind you of who you are. You do not need to be intimidated, and you don't need to be afraid to be godly where you go. Don't let people push you around. You be different. You make a commitment to be different because you are different. You are unique. And God has placed a high value on you. Do you realize that you're valuable? Do you realize that you're valuable? Do you realize God loves you? Do you understand that? Do you understand that? Do you know that you're the only person on the planet God would have came, he would have stood his breath for you because he loves you that much. He loves you more than you could ever know. And his love was never going to leave you. Ever. Do you hear me? Ever. God's love is precious to you. And so you have a responsibility. Every one of you. You can leave here today and you can take everything I said. You can say, oh, that's just another sentence. And you can go back into your environment, and you can let the world push you around and try to force you to do what you know is not right. Or you can say, you know what? I'm going to embrace who I am. Look at that, look at that word back there. Look at the screen back there. It says identity. I want you, beyond today, to begin to ask yourself, who am I and what do I want to be? Because if you are a Christian, I'm going to believe that God is touching your heart. That today is a day that you will never forget because it's the day when you decided that you're going to be different and it's okay to be different. Parents, am I right about it? It's okay to be different. It's okay to say, you know what? I'm not going to, to do drugs. It's okay to say that I'm not going to, to get involved with sexual immorality. I'm not. It's okay to say, you know what? I'm going to do my work and I'm going to get A's and B's in school. I'm going to be smart. I'm going to work my tail off. 
I'm going to get good grades. It's not cool to walk around with Fs. And the church said, Amen. It ain't cool. If you can do better, be better. Be better. Don't walk in those schools. Don't walk in those environments. Listen, and, and you give less than your best. You're a Christian. You're a royalty. You better believe that about yourself. And when I look at each and every one of you, I'm telling you, I see greatness down on the inside of you. I see greatness. I see greatness. But see, the question is, what do you see inside of you? What do you see? What do you see inside of you? Because God has a mighty, mighty plan for you. A mighty plan. So you're different. I want your heads bowed, your eyes closed. Before I pray over them, and I'm talking to the young people and adults alike, anybody. First of all, if there's anybody in this room or anybody up here who say, Pastor, I haven't given my life to Jesus, but I want to get saved, and I want to live out my purpose and my identity, because I understand that unless I understand my identity, I can't discover my purpose. Your purpose is wrapped in your identity. When you know who you are, you'll find your purpose. You say, Pastor, I'm not saved. I, I don't really know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm going to be in the next uh, year or two. I have no clue. I have no clue. But I need Jesus today. Is there one who would say, I'm not saved, but I want to get saved? Slip your hand up. I just want to give everybody an opportunity. Is there one who said, I want to get saved today? I'm not saved. You know where you are. You know where you are. This is if you've given your life to Jesus. Not whether or not you come to church every Sunday. And, and, and young people, let me remind you, you come to church every Sunday, don't make you saved. It's you giving your life to Jesus and deciding to follow him. That's what makes you saved. Is there one in this room? Is there one? Is there one? Amen. 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 Come on, come on, come on. Step, step, step closer. Everybody else. No, you, I'm sorry. I want you to come. Little Edwin, come. Now, so do you just understand what I just asked? So you know this is a call to live for God and to dedicate your life completely and totally to him. That's what you want to do today? You want to go all the way. You want to walk in love. You want to be different. Are you okay with that? Mm. Are you ready to pray that prayer? Amen. Saints, I want you to point your hand toward them. I'm going to turn them around. Okay? I want y'all to repeat after me. Lord Jesus. I want the two of you nice and loud, okay? Because you're talking to Jesus. Forget about the people. Close your eyes and focus on Jesus. This is between you and Jesus. That's it. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. For dying on the cross. For, dying on the cross. for my sins. For my sins. Forgive, me forgive me. Of my sins. Of my sins. I, want I want to. Live for you. Live for you. Make, me Make me. Your son. Your son and, daughter. and daughter. Save me. Save I want to live for you. Come into my heart. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. 
Help me to realize my purpose. I'm yours now. Use me for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen.